Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. On today's episode of the Ask Gregory podcast, you will learn five drawbacks to having only a 401k for retirement. Five drawbacks to having only a 401k. If you want to go a little deeper onto this topic, we have a complimentary download waiting for you. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 55. This is episode 55, so it's gregoryricks.com slash podcast 55. Five drawbacks of using only a 401k for retirement. As our friends over at Motley Fool shared this information. First off, the biggest drawback of a 401k plan is uh, they usually come with at least some fees. There are plan administration fees, investment fees, service fees, among others. And uh, just from the employer side, there's additional fees for the employers. That's where some firms don't want to do it, especially small ones, because of the fee that is involved. And there are costs, and, and that's just because there's a number of filings and requirements to make sure the plans run under ERISA rules. There's federal rules governing that as, as well. So if you work for a small company, the fees are worse since there are fewer participants and fewer assets to spread the fees across participants in small business retirement plans can get hit with fees as high as 2%. Most large 401k plans, those greater than $100 million in assets can get their fees down below 1% with the lowest being 05 even with those fees, just 0.5% of assets under management, you'll end up paying quite a bit if you throw all your extra money into your 401k. Now, from a standpoint, I, you know, look, if you're putting your money in mutual funds, you know, you're paying uh, typically around 1% in management fees. In ETFs, a uh, quarter of a percent. You're not... And if you're seeking professional help, you're probably receiving a fee on the account. So I don't look at fees as being some horrible thing. Just understand if smaller plans are going to be a little bit higher, big plans less, you're always going to have a fee. If you're a do-it-yourselfer and using mutual funds, you know you're, you could be anywhere from 1% to 2% in those fees. So once again, I don't see that as a really bad thing. You just need to be aware of your costs. Now, number two, limited investment options. The investment options are what's available in that plan. Few plans give a tremendous amount of selection. A lot of plans are very limited, and typically they limit your investment options to a selection of exchange-traded funds and mutual funds. You're not going to get a full universe of those funds. And that's one reason kind of when I talk about that you're not at the old job, maybe your money might not should be at the old job either. Why? It, it's the limited investment options instead of having a full universe of choices. And number three, you can't always withdraw your funds, uh, your money when you want to. 401k uh, account is for retirement. And look, it uh, gives you favorable tax situation there and uh is one reason you're going to be limited on when you can withdraw because it's a tax favored account so the irs discourages you you from withdrawing funds 
before what it deems retirement age, and that is age 59 and a half. That's a crucial age because there's penalties if you were to take this uh, tax-favored money out of the account early. There's an exception to the rule, which allows you to start taking withdrawals when you separate from service from the employer sponsoring the plan in the year you turn 55 or later, then if you're withdrawing funds directly from the 401k between age 55 and 59 and a half, once that you've separated at 55, you will not have the 10% early withdrawal penalty. Now, keep in mind, if you roll that over to an IRA, say at 55, 56, and you're not 59 and a half, you will have that penalty when you withdraw it from an IRA in that case. Now, you can also tap in your 401k early by taking substantially equal periodic payments under code 72T. And if, if you do so, you're committed to taking those withdrawals for at least five years or until you turn 59 and a half, whichever is later. To me, that's kind of like, that's last resort because that is complicated. Uh, number four, you may be forced to withdraw your funds, your money, when you don't want to. Yeah, they're susceptible to what's called the required minimum distribution, and that starts at age 72. So even 401ks, you have to do that. And uh, here, here's to me, this the biggest thing. Taxes can become one of your biggest expenses in retirement if you don't plan properly. And if you only save for retirement in a 401k, you won't be able to do much to avoid paying those taxes. All employer contributions to a 401k are tax deferred which means you'll be paying taxes upon withdrawal and not everybody has access to Roth 401k where you pay the taxes up front instead upon withdrawal. So remember, you're making contributions pre-tax into a 401k. The matches are going in pre-tax and it grows tax deferred. So what you have is a really big account that's not not taxed and you'll start being taxed when you start those withdrawal. So kind of five reasons to not have that as your only place to accumulate money for retirement. Bob over in Mid-City. What can we do for you, Bob? I have a question. I have a, my, I retired and I have a, a, a 401k that I don't contribute anymore since I retired. And I haven't really accessed the money yet. I'd like to know if I could uh, roll that over like into a Roth because some of the money in there was uh, deferred and I'm wondering if there's a way that I can roll roll that money over into uh, a, a, a Roth IRA or if there's something I could do with it. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about that, Bob. How long has the money been sitting at the old job since you left? Three years. Three years. Okay. Another curious question, kind of what the ballpark value of it is. About 275000 Okay. Real, real, real money there. That's a nice amount. Congrats on that, Bob, for getting that put away. Uh, it, let's talk first about an IRA, traditional IRA versus a Roth IRA. A traditional IRA and a, a traditional 401k, you're putting the money in there pre-tax and it grows tax-deferred. So if you were to take a distribution, say, to yourself, that would be a taxable event, whatever you take out. A Roth is made up of 
after-tax money put in, and it grows tax-free, subject to being there for five years, the five-year rule that you had to have a Roth account open with at least a contribution for five years, creates the tax-free effect, and being over age 59 and a half. What is your age, Bob? 66. Okay. Well, you've got one. Have you ever had a Roth account before? No. Okay, so you've the four the five year rule would be an important part of that. That if you did convert money to a Roth, it's going to have to stay there for five years to be tax free. The growth on it. Neat thing about a Roth is you can always take out the after tax money that you put in it any time. So your money that you've got in that old job, it sounds like it's all pre-tax money. So if you roll, you can roll it over to an IRA and it's one of being, it sounds like you're retired, right, Bob? Yes. Okay. So this kind of, in my sense, I don't like the idea of leaving it at the old job, but you can, but you're limited on your choices to that plan. So you could roll it over to an IRA, gives you all kind of choices, whether it's, it's, different options in the Wall Street community, or it gives you a lot of safe money options as well. And you probably at minimum need a good blend for that money going forward, a mix of that. But to move that to a Roth, you don't want to do all of it because then that's a big old tax bite. You would be taxed on shifting all of that money. You could maybe shift some of that money to a Roth. But once again, whatever you roll over to a Roth will be a taxable event. First and foremost, I think the probably the better plan is roll it over to an IRA, get it allocated and invested subject to your risk, and then make a game plan going forward. What is tax efficient to get over to the Roth side for you and, and to minimize taxes on doing so? Does that help you at all, Bob? Yeah, I, I was just... Uh... I am a big fan of this show, and I was listening, but I must have uh, wasn't listening too good because I thought that it was a. I thought if you could roll over your four hundred one k into a Roth, but you, you can't do it all at once. You had to do it over a period of time, and uh, I thought that was a way that you could either not really not take any taxes, but it would minimize minimize your taxes. Yeah. So what? Or, or speaking of is kind of when I define a strategic Roth conversion, meaning let's say two hundred thousand, and just to make the math simple, you've got two hundred thousand, and you did it over ten years, and you've got a tax margin that wouldn't push you into another tax bracket. It'd be example of shifting twenty k a year and being tax efficient on that block going over. But first off, I I think you probably should do a roll over to a traditional IRA account. And then like what we do at my firm is we do a tax analysis to see what's the most efficient way to do some of these tax strategies as well. Just like in your case, Bob. Ron in Gulfport, you're on Winning It Life with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, Ron? Hey, so um, my question is, is uh, I wanted to tell uh, Gregory, I'm, I'm 37 years old, and I'm, I've got a 401k. Um, I've got about 100k in it. I'm contributing right now 10, percent and and it's through a, a website, uh, and I, I can adjust the percentage. And I, I check it about once a month. And, and the last time I checked it, there is a there was a new option there 
for me to put a percentage into an IRA as opposed to the 401k. So my employer matches up to 6%. So obviously I want to keep doing at least that to the 401k. But I was wondering, should I be putting the other 4% or a, a couple of percent into the IRA? That puzzles me, but obviously they're wanting option. What about the Roth? Um, they're giving you an option to do that in the 401k or into the side account. I'm just wondering if uh, that is created as an option, perhaps for somebody maxing out 401k. Cause he, you can reach a max of how much you put into the 401k, but maybe does that IRA, which you, depending on your age, you could put up to 6,000 if you're 50 or over up to 7,000 in an IRA, depending on income and such, you might not have deductibility options to, to where it's pre-tax because that could be after-tax dollars going into the IRA that's growing tax-deferred where you're putting contributions into your 401k until you reach the max. Most people don't hit the max of their 401k. With that said, it's all pre-tax money you're putting into it. You're not having to deduct it later. It is pre-tax going in. Did you maximize your contributions into the company plan? And for 2021, you can put up to uh, $19,500. And if you're 50 or over, you can uh, add another $6,500 to that each year. So you can put away pretty darn good bit of money. And I, my sense is, and I talk to a lot of people, you know, and I don't have a big portion Oh yeah, everybody's maxing it out. It's the end thing to do. No, they don't. Nowhere near. But what you got to make sure you're doing is is getting that match, that free money. So, Ron, did you have a follow up question regarding that? No. So I think if, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying just I should just keep pushing money into the 401k at this point. There's no. I'm not at the max, so there's no reason to to split it and put some in the IRA. Yeah, see, one of the things, and in, in looking at income and situation, I mentioned that putting money into an IRA can be an option, but do you have the ability, because is that contributory IRA deductible or not? Is that a deductible comp contribution that would turn it into pre-tax money? Because of what you're putting into your 401k, until you hit that, assuming you're age under 50, putting up to $19,500, that's all going in pre-tax automatically. Your match that the employer's giving you is going pre-tax, and you're growing tax-deferred, so the whole account is pre-tax money. My diversification would be outside of that, would not put money into an IRA, but maybe put money into a Roth account. And as well as create money that has a step-up basis, meaning after-tax money, because you have three worlds, pre-tax, no tax, and step-up basis tax where you pay taxes as you go. And you need to think about your money that way because some point in time we're saving this up, Ron, and we have to start taking money out. That's called retirement or you know, having other choices you can pay yourself to not go to work with your savings. So do you want it all taxed as ordinary income? 
If you do, put it all absolutely in the 401k and save nowhere else. So you get where I'm being facetious there is <laughs> let's diversify savings. Thank you, Ron, for listening to Winning Thank at Life. Thank you, Gregory. That's going to about do it for today's episode of the Ask Gregory podcast. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today and learning five big drawbacks of having only a 401k for retirement savings. There's a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic if you want to read a little more in depth here. GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 55. This is episode 55, so it's GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 55. Yeah, if you're needing help on something like investment planning, estate planning, you know, the guided planning system that we do is uh, income planning, just start with a 15-minute conversation, 504-832-9200, GregoryRicks.com. Gregory Ricks & Associates is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Ricks and Associates, W.J. Blanchard Law LLC, Jay Heath and Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. Neither AE Wealth Management nor advisors providing investment advisory services through AE Wealth Management recommend or facilitate the buying or selling of cryptocurrencies. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.